Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Philippians chapter 4. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would have peace, your peace, peace with you, and peace with one another. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Philippians chapter 4. So then, my beloved and greatly desired brothers, my joy and crown, thus stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I appeal to Iodia and I appeal to Syntyche to be in agreement in the Lord. Yes, I ask you, true yoke fellow, help them, who struggled along with me in the gospel, with both Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all people. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, Whatever things are honorable, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are pleasing, whatever things are commendable, if there is any excellence of character, and if anything praiseworthy, think about these things. And the things which you have learned and received and heard about and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now, at last, you have renewed your concern for me, for whom also you were thinking, but you had no opportunity to express it. Not that I speak from need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how both to make do with little, and I know how to have an abundance. In everything, and in all things, I have learned the secret, both to be filled and to be hungry, both to have an abundance and to go without. I am able to do all things by the one who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well by sharing with me in my affliction. Now you also know, Philippians, that at the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you alone. Because even in Thessalonica, on more than one occasion, you sent for my need. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that increases to your account. But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am well supplied because I received from Epaphroditus what you had sent, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God will fulfill your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers with me greet you. All the saints greet you, and especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 3, Paul warned about the false teachers who were teaching that people had to keep the law of Moses in order to be saved. Paul explained that we are saved by faith, but that causes us to do good works. 
that we want to work with God to become what he intends us to be, but we know it is by his power. Paul begins chapter 4 with, So then, meaning that he is going to make an application of what he told them in chapter 3. Verse 2, I appeal to Yodia and I appeal to Syntyche to be in agreement in the Lord. This is the only problem in the church in Philippi that Paul points out. We don't really know the nature of the disagreement between these women. Paul says that both of them have struggled along with him in the gospel, so it seems that both of them were really trying to serve God. Paul seems to think that they are saved when he says their names are in the book of life. But somehow, they weren't getting along. Perhaps they had different views of what God wanted us to do. That is something we still struggle with today. And maybe what Paul had said in chapter 3 would help. That we are saved by faith, and then we work with God. Though we aren't there yet. So, when we have disagreements with other believers on what God wants, we have to understand that we are both trying to work with God, but that neither of us is there yet. Paul doesn't just address these two women, but verse 3, Yes, I also ask you, true yoke fellow, help them. So sometimes it takes a third party to work through an issue, and we should be willing to be that third party if necessary. Paul promises the peace of God in verse 7. To get that peace, Paul gives some instructions, starting in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. He mentions gentleness and praying instead of being anxious. Then Paul gives instruction about what we have to think about things that are true and good. It sounds like the opposite of television. We have a choice, what to dwell on, and what to fill our minds with. This is also connected with keeping the peace of God. Then, Paul gets to the thank you part of the letter, as he thanks them for sending the gift of money. Paul says he is very happy that they helped him again. Years before, just after he had started the church in Philippi, The Christians there had sent money to Paul several times to help him continue his preaching work. Apparently, it has been some time since they had sent Paul money, but now, with Paul in prison, they had the opportunity to help again, and Paul is very happy about that. He says it isn't for his own needs that he is happy. Rather, he is happy for them, because he is happy to see them doing a good work for God. While it was very helpful to Paul, he tells them that he has learned the secret of contentment, and it is relying on God. So whatever God provides is more than enough for Paul. And Paul says that he knows that God will provide for their needs as well. He ends up with some brief greetings, including from Caesar's household. Probably not descendants of Caesar, but likely personal servants. And now for a deeper dive. Do we want peace? It is one of the great needs that we have. Peace with ourselves. Peace with others. But it all starts with peace with God. So how do we get that peace? Paul gives some instruction here. He starts with rejoicing. He has modeled that in this book. Paul was in prison. But Paul rejoiced about several things here. There is good happening. And Paul is thinking about that good and praising God for it. Then gentleness. There's a lot to that. A lot of things do not require a harsh response from us. There's a lot more nuance, and we could be wrong about a lot of things. So we would do well to go gently on most topics. 
he says, The Lord is near. That is just a statement, not some instruction. But it should help us with some other things. The Lord is near, so I don't have to set everything straight. He can handle that. And that helps with the next item as well. Anxiety. When we think we have to solve everything, it makes us anxious. Because we are not able to solve things. But we can pray. We can let God know what we are concerned about. But not just asking. Paul says, with thanksgiving. So that means thinking about all the things God has done already, and handled already, and thanking him for them. And again, that will acknowledge God, that he is in control, not us. And then, when we have put things into his hands, then we will have room in our hearts for the peace to guard our minds. Of course, that isn't a one-time thing. It is continuing. And Paul tells us where to put our minds. Verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honorable, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are pleasing, whatever things are commendable, if there is any excellence of character, and if anything praiseworthy, think about these things. Are we paying attention to the news? We seem to think it is true, and maybe it is, but it isn't often pure and commendable. In fact, the news media keeps you watching and listening by making the news sensational. The more extreme, the more they can drag us in. As much as we want and need peace, somehow this opposite can draw us in. But there is a lot of quiet, good that is going on. And it takes some faith and thought to see. God is working in people's lives. Can you see that going on around you? And speaking of seeing good in people's lives, Paul says to imitate the good things they see in his life. We can only read about Paul's life in the Bible, so we can imitate the good that we read there. And we can also look for people who are following God and imitate their good actions. So, do we want the peace of God? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.